All right. Uh, what old school, Jane Cougar? Ben Glebray, Vana. What a fun old school. What a fun, fun old school. All right. Brought to you by shoptyt.com, where you can get the best merch, including the stuff I'm wearing, but I'm not getting up. Just trust me, it's super fun. It's good. <laughs> uh, I had somebody the other day uh, say, Oh, it was this morning actually at a coffee shop. They're like, are you just repping the merch or are you associated with the show, right? And uh, and because I don't know if you've seen other people just repping, uh, but uh, but I said, no, no, I, I'm on the show. He's like, I knew it was you, okay? <laughs> but uh, he did notice the jacket first. So if you wanna make friends, and by the way, in red states and stuff, uh, I was just talking to some folks in red states. They're like, they don't really know to like be like, oh, Young Turks. Um, no, but uh, people who watch the Young Turks know, right? So you're gonna make friends that way, and the enemy isn't gonna find out. Okay. I but also love, yeah. When I love when people say, "Are you or are you not?" and then you say you confirm, and then they go, "I knew it." Actually, you just proved you didn't know it. <laughs> well, that's a fair point, but I like their lack of certainty. It's uh, refreshing. Okay, um, so um, is Satan real? Let's just jump right into it. Okay, now I got a lot of topics. A lot of them a connecting theme, a thread throughout tonight will be miscommunication. So, for example, it, it starts right away with miscommunication between us. Of folks who believe in a fundamentalist version of religion. And this isn't just Christians. I often throw my own people under the bus, and and then later New York Times says I hate them. Okay, apparently I'm never gonna let that go. Anyways, so but yeah, so the if you guys haven't heard, Anna and I talked about it in the main show, but I can't come help myself from coming back to it because it's hot again in the news uh, that um, just between now and the old and the and the main show which is like an hour and a half okay it got re-hot in that hour and a half um, so uh, right wing believes that Satan showed up at the Grammys and that the Sam Smith who dressed up as Satan is actually Satan I don't know I don't know if he's actually Satan or if they think like he's just he's trying to push satanic things on people. So my question, of course, isn't whether Satan is real. Okay, I got news for you guys. If you're fundamentalist, sorry, I hate to disappoint you, but there actually is no Satan. Like I know that's like a giant letdown for you guys and a huge bummer. Okay, but like don't worry, there's plenty of evil things in the world. Koch brothers, Donald Trump, etc. But no actual Satan. Um, but Guys, that's the thing. How do I don't know how to talk to folks like that? So whether it's ironically, I've probably given up on fundamentalist Muslims before I gave up on fundamentalist Christians. But like, how do you have a conversation? There's no common language, right? So they think that there's demons flying around, right? And that I I think that they think that it enters people's bodies and then makes them do terrible things. I got news for you. The thing that entered their body was them. Okay, <laughs> that's the person doing the terrible things, not some other otherworldly creature. But how do you how do you communicate when the other guy believes in in like Loki, and you're like, no, Loki's in a movie that he's not real. Like, so I don't know. I don't know. I'm throwing it up. Oh, he's oh, he's Loki, not real. 
Yeah. (laughs) There was this like crazy moment a few months back when the second Hocus Pocus movie came out, where a woman (laughs) really believed that her kids were going to, you know, become evil demons if they saw the commercial for Hocus Pocus 2 and that they came through the TV. So I just I don't think you can. How do you talk to these people? How do you talk to Charlie Kirk, who said there was a literal satanic ritual at the Grammys? I mean, the song is called Unholy. What were people expecting? I don't know. I and genuinely also, don't know. I do feel that parents' concern because the previews do typically give away the best parts of the movie, so you could see it happening through the through the movie. But I mean, Charlie Kirk in general just. It doesn't understand how to interpret life in any respect. It's like earlier, I guess, in the last week when he tweeted because there was a clip of AOC um, speaking on the floor of Congress against them taking uh, Ilhan Omar off of her committee. And she's just like animated and going like, and this, don't tell me it's because of this. Don't tell me it's because of that. And Charlie Kirk says, uh, what is she doing jumping around? That's rhetorical blackface. I mean, <laughs> literally saying that you can't be animated or you're trying to be a black person. I mean, he's an insane human being. I think he was just adding himself for never having met a Puerto Rican person before. If he thinks <laughs> that that's not like or part of their mother. culture. Yeah. <laughs> or or a wild ass Turkish man. Uh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know I was black the whole time. I didn't know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, Now, now I know it. Um, But like, yeah, I'll tell you my personal life. Like my cousin in Turkey, he's a Erdogan supporter and believes in like a and not rational version of Islam. He's not like weirdo. Well, he is a weirdo, but not fundamentalist. Like in that he's going to do something right, but. But I, when I talk to him, I'm like, oh, let's change topics. Let's just change topics from every topic. Like I don't, <laughs> because how do I convince you that Shaitan is not real? How do I convince you that Muhammad isn't watching over us at all times saying, you do this, no, 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 back up, back up. A little to the left, little to the left. Like, how do I have that conversation? It's It's impossible. So, but we all live in, it's like guys here. The Aztecs believed in human sacrifice, and they were. And by the way, so did the Vikings. A lot of ancient cultures believed, right? And so, if you talk to a Viking or an Aztec, they would have thought you were the craziest person in the world that if you said no, I would not like to be sacrificed to the gods. But it's the greatest honor. Are you? This guy's crazy. He doesn't want to be sacrificed. He doesn't want his heart ripped out of his chest and shown to him right before he dies. And so, I would like to just know what the. What the benefits are before I say yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure some sort of eternal, you know, uh, grace, salvation. Nah, heaven. if I don't get dental, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> if God can't pull off dental, no matter what God he is, right? I don't, right? I don't mind my heart being pulled out, but as long as you fix his grill, then I'm good. <laughs> yeah. All right, I don't know. Maybe this is an tired old topic, but like, I can't believe they think that there are actual ghouls and goblins that aren't Republicans. That well, they well, think yeah. that they're literal. That they're literal. That people get possessed by demons. But if they actually think people get possessed by demons, aren't they super dangerous 
Cuz they'll think that regular human beings might be satanic. Like that would be isn't that a super dangerous ideology? Yes, but I'll just I'll just say when you added that aren't Republicans, that's the key for me because not to throw a, a too much of a twist into this mix, but I definitely didn't believe that Satan was real until Trump and I do sometimes think if he's real. If Satan is real, it's Trump. I mean, the guy's almost literally red in color. He does weird serpentine things with his tongue where he goes like <sighs> and <laughs> you know, he, he, nothing can take him down. He doesn't nothing affects him. He has no morals. It's like that old speech from broadcast news. What do you think the devil's going to look like if he's around? He's not going to have a horn. He's just going to bit by bit weaken our standards, loosen what's real, loosen what matters and like Trump's a, Trump's the, the candidate for me. Yeah, I mean that's the other thing. If Satan was real, do you think he'd really show up in a Satan outfit? No. On oh. national television? Of course <laughs> he would. Of course he would come dressed exactly like you would see someone dressed on Halloween. With like, <laughs> a, like a $5 pair of horns <laughs> and a little tail and a pitchfork. That's how he's coming. Also, what is it like? Forty percent or something of Americans think that the second coming of Christ is going to happen during their lifetime, or I don't know. It's like a ridiculously no, high number. And the other seventy percent think that think it's happening, but they slept through it. They already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but by the way, again, not to pick on Christians, every religion, almost every religion, thinks that about. The some sort of messiah. By the way, Muslims, and if you don't know this, especially if you're right wing, this is going to throw you for a loop. Muslims think that a prophet's coming back too. His name is Jesus. They think Jesus is going to come back. Okay, not Muhammad. Jesus, because Muslims believe in the book. They believe in the Old Testament and the New Testament. And so, um, but like, he isn't. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. I have to, and that's the other crazy thing. I have to constantly apologize for saying things that are like so obvious. And beyond that, what's so frustrating is that I'm just trying to hear what you're saying right now with a skeptical eye. And anyone who's fundamentally religious just hears you say that and they're like, God, what a poor guy. He just doesn't get it. He just 100%. He does not understand. That's my point. My point isn't that they're wrong. Although obviously I think they're wrong. I mean, and Ray, to your point, people have been waiting two thousand years for Jesus to come back. You know, the the um, the apostles thought it was like right around the corner. Every generation has thought, oh, like if it's not Tuesday, he's got dental on Wednesday and Thursday. <laughs> so like probably like all the molars, all the molars. So Friday. And- Friday. And there are lots of crazy dudes who are literally on the corner that think he's coming around the corner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And but they but they're not crazy. That's the thing. They're not crazy. And they genuinely believe it, right? So I feel bad. I don't want to make fun of them, but like, but I don't know how to talk to them. And they don't know how to talk to me. They think this poor son bitch, he's gonna roast and over an open fire like a marshmallow. Okay, he's gonna be a Yuga fella. And the only, <laughs> the only problem is that we can't, is that I still think while technically neither side knows for sure, for sure, for sure the truth, but you can't continue making an argument that goes against evidence and common sense and logic and claim it's an equally good argument. That's why I always said like in my special and stuff, religions need an asterisk, like believe what you want, but just put an asterisk. That's like, we think we're pretty sure. And if you can't 
give any sort of evidence of modern day that this is true. The most you can say and not be an ass is we're pretty sure we believe this, we think so. Cause like I don't say I don't say it's without the realm of possibility that some being created the planet and is out there and you're gonna meet him when you die. I don't know for sure. I just think it's 99.9% not likely because I've seen no evidence. But to say for sure that you know and that we're wrong is just bonkers. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so I've thought it through. I, I'm pretty confident. <laughs> uh, but the funny thing is, if uh, if I say I'm sure that God doesn't exist, people will think that that's outrageous. But yet, when people say, and and all the evidence is on my side, right? But without any evidence, if like 40, 60, 80 percent of the population say that they know for sure that he does exist, people go, oh, that's normal. Yeah. Wait, why is that normal? And me being sure is not normal. <laughs> Wait a minute, I, I'm pretty, like, oh, so I'm basically two plus two goes four. <laughs> okay. Anyways, all right, all right, forget it, forget it. I'm not gonna win that one. <laughs> okay. And and just please, if you think Beelzebub has is in the world or has inhabited a body, uh, and is like a 11 year old on October 31st, don't shoot, okay? <laughs> just just don't act on it, just don't act on it, okay? <laughs> and and then we're all good, we're all good. You can think whatever you want in your head. I love you, it's okay. And by the way, this is, I write about it in my book, Justice is Coming. Um, it's okay, we love you anyway, like literally. Like you, you can hate us, but if progressives win, we're gonna give you healthcare anyway. And we're gonna give you higher wages anyway. Okay. Which is apparently a better deal than they're giving out in the afterlife. <laughs> they can't even fork, fork up for dental. <laughs> I mean, Ben asked, if we still haven't gotten a response. Okay. I'm waiting. I am waiting for the word, but I will. I will paraphrase for you one of the great contradictions of religious belief about Old Testament God that George Carlin said so beautifully. He's like, they really believe there's a man in the sky who sees your every move. And judges you. And if you ever do anything that goes against his teachings, he will burn you in hell for all of eternity. But he loves you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's obvious. It's obvious that that doesn't make sense. It's all right. Anyway, George Carlin, by the way, total utter genius. Best ever live. You know the the screed he has about how you know who owns this country. That maybe his most famous one. I mean, it's word for word. It's perfect. It is. It's exactly right. He had it figured out decades ago. And they then we owners, they own you. Yeah. And by the way, what are we not going to note that Ben's George Carlin is excellent? Thank like the best impression much. I've ever heard from anyone about anybody. Thank you very okay. much. <laughs> so. All right, uh, Alex White just became a member, and Mr. Burke Bricks uh, just upgraded, and they both did it through the join button. How's that for a twist? You could even upgrade through the join button. Thank While you. While you're reading member stuff, let me tease something. Member episode, we have a special uh, surprise coming for you. At least I do, but there might be a multi-tiered surprise of something to make the next the bonus half hour a little extra fun to watch. So just stay tuned. Ooh, fun! All right, uh, so. Um, So let's keep going on miscommunication. Oh, uh, I already know what I was gonna say. Also, uh, check out Rebel uh, Headquarters because Ravana and Ben are both on Rebel Headquarters, and you guys are gonna love their videos there. Okay, 
and you know to check out Ben's special on YouTube, Mad King, easy, type that in, Ben Lieb, Mad King, you're gonna get it, you're gonna love it. And he talks about religion there too. All right, so um, speaking of miscommunication, I'm at a, a bagel shop uh, in a couple of weeks ago. And guy comes in and uh, he's apparently ordered online. And uh, and the, the proprietor uh, says to him, hey, um, can I see you know your receipt or something and then he's going to give him the the bags the bag of bags okay and the guys like why and he's like that's no I need to see it first right it's like what you think I'm not going to pay you <laughs> okay and then it becomes a thing and they never actually explain each other's positions and they just keep getting more and more offended <laughs> without ever explaining why they're offended and then the third lady jumps in and she's defending the, the bagel shop owner. And then the guy gets even more mad because now it's two people against him. And I like I thought about it, I was like, should I call a timeout and explain each person's position to them? Or should I just let it go? <laughs> and I decided I'm gonna let it go. But I wanted his like I wanted it to like literally call a timeout and go, hey. Brother, do you know that from his perspective, like 20 people a day come in here and two of them don't show him the receipt and run out. They grab the bagels and run out. Like, and he doesn't know that you're not one of them. Like, and in fact, if he went and did a judgment call every single time, no, you look well dressed, no, you don't look well dressed. I'm gonna ask you, but I'm not gonna ask you. That would be more offensive. And I don't think that guy's ever thought of that at all. Like, I think he was thinking, I'm being called a criminal here. And he was super pissed. And what's the argument for, for the guy that didn't want to show the receipt? A bad oh, one. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely a bad one. He's definitely wrong, right? But I could say to the bagel shop owner, brother, he thinks that you're like accusing him of possibly not paying. Can you just tell him that it's not him, that this is standard procedure because Two, three people a day don't pay and run out, and he's not—he's not—you're not accusing him of that, but that's why you developed a procedure. But am I nuts for even considering that conversation, <laughs> or do people just yell at each other and be done with it? <laughs> no, I like chiming in. I like chiming in. I mean, I do understand why you don't want to these days because you don't want to get randomly shot. But I like <laughs> chiming in and trying to break through these stone walls. I think that's fun. Even better if you can film it, you know what I mean? I'm squarely in in the camp of the bagel shop owner though, because they like Starbucks specifically does this online pickup where they just put all the, the stuff you ordered on the counter and you don't have to show anything. You could just walk in and grab it and leave. And like two or three times I've placed an online order and gone in and it said it was ready and it wasn't there. And I've been like, hey, um, the app says it's ready, it's not here. And they've been like, yeah, someone picked it up. And I'm like, that's crazy because it wasn't me. <laughs> like, what do you mean someone picked it up? I just got here. <laughs> so now, okay. So what do I do now? <laughs> so I get where they're coming from. <laughs> so Ray, that's a great point because the guy who's screwing people over, he's not just screwing over the uh, bagel shop owner or the or Howard Schultz. <laughs> uh, he's screwing over the customer who actually ordered the goddamn bagels. Right? True. But also, I'd like to take it one step even even more. 
meta on this and just bring up, do we really need to be online ordering bagels? It doesn't even need to be prepared. They got them there, they put them in a bag. Can we just have any human interaction left in society? Even just the bagel shop, can they just say, point to the bagel you want, we'll put it in the bag and you go on your way? Yeah, well, that's the thing though. It, no, I'm gonna fight you on that one, okay? And then I Ray, you jump in anytime <laughs> to clear up our miscommunications. No, because Ben, I, I yes, that bagel shop I like going to, and and so God bless, right? But like, I don't have time to go to lunch. I gotta do the apps. I got, I don't, I don't have a choice, right? I'll never make it if I try to go to lunch and get everything done, right? And uh, and so, but I, I'm gonna. Pull a little bit of a okay. <laughs> I'm gonna retract that. I was gonna say I'm gonna pull a little bit of a Louis C.K. No, no, <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> no, not that. Okay, no. The, the the bit he had before he was canceled about the plane, right? And how you're on the plane, you're like three, whatever, however many thousands of feet above the air. And if the internet doesn't work a little bit, you're like, what the hell? Did <laughs> you just soak in how amazing it is that you can get? Communicate to everyone in the world while you're up in the sky flying in a giant bird. So along those lines, today I got my ironic lunch. coming from the most impatient man, Louis C.K. Can't even <laughs> wait two seconds for an answer, but please go ahead. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's a great point. Um, so uh, I got my lunch today, and it was like an hour late, and then it was totally cold, right? And I was like, I've ordered this magical lunch, and it has showed up at my house. Without me having to go outside or do anything else, or even present my credit card or give cash, but it's cold <laughs> and outrage, <laughs> and that's our lives these days. Yeah, and then you complain about it, and they'll give you five or ten dollars off on the app. But I don't want to pay thirty dollars instead of forty dollars for a cold lunch. I don't want a cold lunch, so it's a real conundrum. See, that's for why you don't. That's why you. Uh, well, no, that's why you would go to the. But it's cold bagel. Race step in. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say for me, I love the. Uh, I'm glad we kept the no contact uh, pickup or the no contact delivery after, you know, the lockdown sort of ended. COVID. I was going to say after COVID ended, it didn't end. It's still very much around, but mostly because now there's no chance that the delivery person's going to hit on me when I go to get my order, which used to happen a lot. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm sorry, I just wanted to get this uh, Jimmy John's. I really didn't want you to ask for my number in this interaction. Well, that's another which I'm scared example. You probably already have because of the order, and right. you know where I live, so it's it's already a bad spot to be in. I'd rather you have no idea what I look like or my gender, and I can just grab this food, run out of my door like a goblin, and scoop it up and run back into my apartment without talking to anybody. Another example of how different the existence as a woman and a man is in this world because I miss hoping it would be an attractive female delivery person who would see me there and for some reason would be like, oh, wow, you you look great. This bagel's extra hot. Mind if I come in? And you know, a, a, a porn <laughs> breaks out. So I get we come from different perspectives. <laughs> um, yes, different perspectives. That is that's definitely a theme. And my God, it doesn't get any more different than men and women. Because Ray, until you said it, it, it hadn't occurred to me at all. And then once you said it, it was the most obvious thing in the world that of course women are gonna get hit on by delivery guys, right? Yeah. And I don't say that as like, of course it should happen. I'm just saying, of course it does happen, right? 
And 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 the reason guys don't, other guys don't know that is because we've never been hit on in our lives, <laughs> <laughs> let alone by a delivery person. I mean, it's a lot worse when <laughs> oh, it's happening to you. Yeah, the bagel I've been hit on in my life. I mean, come on now. <laughs> yeah, uh, agree to disagree. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yes, you have, but but it very rare for me. Let's put it that way. If ever I. I I struggled to come up with a, uh, a, a time it happened. <laughs> oh, I, I, there was one. There was one. It's a bit of a funny story, actually. Well, what I'd like to hear that detail. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is literally the only time I can ever remember being hit on. I was in high school, and um, and I was probably in the best shape of my life. And so, and I had this one shirt that was a little too tight, and I never wore it because I was self-conscious about my gut, right? Which I had back then too, but obviously not for the degree that it exists now. Um, and but I was in at that particular time I was in really good shape. So I put it on. It was a Malibu shirt and it was bright yellow. Okay. But I looked good in it because I looked fit, right? And I was at a 7 Eleven. And what was I doing at the 7 Eleven? Obviously getting like B rate movies that are like uh, if you remember from back in the day, you guys probably don't remember. Ray definitely doesn't remember. I don't know if Ben's old enough to remember, but 7 Eleven used to have B rate movies that were like semi porn. Okay, they weren't really porn, like, but they were like super R rated, and it was like girls caught in prison, right? <laughs> like, and uh, so are you sure you're worry. not confusing 7 Eleven with 6 9? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, they were all lesbians and it was all consensual, so don't worry. Um, but anyway, I do remember um, a section that there was it was kind of maybe near where the Porno mags were that were like had plastic around them. There would be like a little Bingo. rotating thing. Yeah. See, um, and so um, on that particular day, uh, I happened to rent one of those, okay, because I was, I think, 17, uh, 16 or 17. And I was driving, so it must have been 17. And so I put it in the car uh, and I'm about to leave. Um, and this uh, two girls, Oh, I was a junior and they were seniors. Two attractive senior girls started talking to me out of the blue. And I was like, this is the strangest thing in the world. Why are they randomly talking to me? And it took me like a couple of minutes to realize, oh my God, I think they're kind of hitting on me. And I was like, I was dumbfounded. It had never happened. It hadn't, it was not even within the scope of my imagination, right? And so I was like, oh my God, okay, this is it. This is happening. This is the thing that I see in the movies. Okay. And then I was like, and then they wanted to go to uh, get ice cream. I'm like, that's a good idea. We should definitely get ice cream. Okay. And I go to uh, open my uh, car door so I could follow them to the ice cream place. Oh my God. God damn it. I locked the keys inside. <laughs> I'm like, the one freaking time it happens, right? And I look like a jackass, and they're not gonna wait around for the guy to come and, you know, open the car door and all. But miraculously, they do. They wait for like it forever for the carjack dude or whatever. Somehow I get that guy. I'm a, I'm a bumbler. I don't even know how I got that guy. Maybe the 7-Eleven guy called him for me. Anyway, he takes. I don't remember 30, 45 minutes at least, and he comes in, and then he opens it, and a some bitch. Opens the door and goes, "Hey, what's this? Oh, look, it's like lesbian jail porn." I'm like, "What? What are you doing? <laughs> Why? 
why are you saying that? Are you trying to throw me under the bus? And there, and then the girls like, ah, ha, 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 they're laughing their ass off. And I thought, well, there it goes, my one chance, and this is what I did with it. So right? did they not join you for ice cream after that? Shockingly, they did. Wow. <laughs> they okay. Did. Okay. Was it and the two girls the- from the movie? Uh, <laughs> did you guys go to prison after this? <laughs> no, I'm not Keith Ablo, so I did not take them and imprison them. <laughs> you guys remember that? You probably don't. Keith Ablo was uh, uh, the medical expert for uh, Fox News. Uh, he was a bald, psychotic-looking guy, uh, and uh, and he was like, he'd always look evil too, and he'd be like, "I'll tell you something about Obama." I could tell by looking at him, he should be deported. Like, what part of this is medical? <laughs> what is? And then my favorite thing is back then they used to have they're like Keith Ablo, part of our medical A team. Like <laughs> Jesus, who's on the B team? <laughs> okay, and of course there was no B team. What they called, and I think Ablo was the only one on the A team. Well, the rest of no, the rest of the A team was uh, Mr. T and B. A. Baracus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. PA Barack. So, uh, so I, I did something that I probably shouldn't have done, but I said on air, I said, look, this is a little bit of speculation, but I think Keith Ablo has someone that has a woman locked up in the basement, like tied up and she's in trouble. Okay. So I hope it's not the case. And of course, I don't know it. I'm just speculating, but he's got somebody tied up. <laughs> and then it turned out, yep, sadomasochism. Couple of clients and a couple of employees used to hit them with a belt, etc., uh, etc. Et okay, and they were tied up in the basement. Not in the basement, but yeah, yeah, he did S and M with his clients and his employees, and not consensual in some of the times. Okay, so they sued the bejesus out of him. He had to settle, etc. Lost his medical license. Uh, now, by the way, there is no Fox News. Medical A team anymore. <laughs> so and also, I mean, he was the only one in the van. People should—they don't exist. Yeah, a, a van appropriately, and people should have seen it coming, like you did, Jake. I mean, the guy's last name was literally Ablo. That's not—it's <laughs> not a normal medical name. Yeah, so you said his clients. So what? He would just be like, "All right, bend over, cough, and then whip them instead of what they were expecting, or what the yeah, hell was?" Kind just of. Like, they go for an appointment, and he just. It's like, have you ever heard of bondage? Would you be? No, No, of course, with these guys, if it was just bondage and it's consensual, who cares? Have at it, Hoss, right? No, of course, you know, with the guys that are on Fox's medical A team, it's, you know, it's not like that. It's something that's going to be a terrible story. So he's a psychiatrist. So he would manipulate them (laughs) and and he would give them drugs. And he would get them hooked on drugs. That's that's the allegations in the lawsuit. Okay. And he did settle for what was probably a hefty sum. Okay. And like I said, he lost his license. So so he would manipulate them into it when they were the most vulnerable. Because that's what psychotic dudes do. Why can't people do it the way I do instead and get girls hooked on phonics? I helped so many people <laughs> learn to read. It's a much better yeah. contribution to society. For sure, and everybody knows phonics is a gateway drug to ice cream. That's correct. And, it's and phonics, yeah. and then it's ice cream, and then all of a sudden you got rotating 
porn racks and 7-Elevens and you follow down a deep dark hole waiting for the waiting to be outed by the triple A guy. Yeah. <laughs> now, you guys ready for the twist of all twists? Mm. Hunter Biden had two laptops. One was with the crazy guy that gave it to Rudy Giuliani, blah blah blah. The second laptop he left at Keith Ablo's office cuz it turns out that was his therapist. Really? That's Dang. the most shocking thing I've ever heard. Well, and that's guess, true. If that guy was Hunter Biden's therapist, honestly, that makes the most sense in the world as to Hunter Biden's and, mental state now. And also, that is a good point. And also, what who on earth leaves their laptops around like it's loose change falling out of your pocket? What's Biden <laughs> leaving his damn laptops everywhere? All right, let's do speculation. Let's do speculation. I think Hunter Biden was trying to get caught and trying to cause damage to his dad, okay? And so this is a total nonsense speculation and I'm psychoanalyzing here. But he was always the black sheep and and dad loved Bo. Everybody knows dad loved Bo, right? And so he's like, oh yeah, well, why don't I smoke crack, tape it with several women, whatever else is going on. I've never watched the things, right? And then not only will I tape it, I'll put it on laptops and then I'll leave them around town. And then one, I'll leave with a Fox News medical A team dude who I'm randomly using because I couldn't find any other therapist in the world. And I'm using this psycho and somehow magically I'll leave my laptop at his office. Nah, that's But if we're playing speculation here, I, I think if you're trying to do that, you, you, you leave the stuff behind on thumb drives, they fit in your pocket. Much more plausible, it could fall out of your pocket during a therapy session or it could leave somewhere. I think if you're leaving a laptop around, you're probably just going around super high on all kinds of drugs everywhere and you just can't keep track of your stuff. Yeah, that that was gonna be my safe guess too. Like, he's a crack addict. I can right. totally believe the crack addict could somehow leave multiple laptops. Right. Also, I mean, that guy being his therapist, I mean, it's not like he doesn't have connections with people at Fox News. I mean, he what he helped Tucker Carlson's kid get into college or something like that. I mean, it's it wouldn't be the most shocking thing in the world to me if someone just recommended him from that circle. I also no. love just the 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 side as a quick aside, the premise that Tucker Carlson can't get his kid into college unless he gets help from a crackhead. <laughs> That's a yeah. little strange. So first of all, I'm totally not buying your guys' rational explanations, okay? You're gonna have to come better than that, okay? So uh, I, I don't speak crack like I don't speak Satan. So I don't know what people that are addicted to crack do. I, I'm not in their head, I, 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 I have trouble relating, right? Because I've literally never sensed that. So I don't know what that sense is, I don't know. How detached from reality you are, how out of control you are, etc. Right? But guys, go, first of all, you see Keith Ablo, you walk out. Like <laughs> you don't make that mistake. But okay, fine. But he's a Fox News host, and your dad's Joe Biden. Telling him forget your laptop, telling him your darkest secrets. No. But by the way, guess who Keith Ablo turns out to be friends with? Roger Stone. Hmm. Of course, right? You go to Roger Stone's friend as your therapist? No, no amount of crack will do that. I it just has think to be something on top. 
I think the only way to settle this is Jenk, um, we're gonna give you two laptops and a crack pipe and some <laughs> illicit drugs. And uh, you're just gonna <laughs> you're just gonna have to test the waters and then see what happens with the laptops, and then that's all we'll know. Yeah, as my kids would say, big brain, big brain <laughs> idea. Okay. <laughs> I see one potential flaw in that idea. <laughs> <laughs> if if you're my friends or family, and I'm going, I'm ever using any therapist associated with Vox News in any way. <laughs> it's just really hard to know what any reality is, though, because people rush to judgment. Like you might look at me right now and think, "Oh my God, is Ben Glebe about to smoke a crack pipe on the air?" And then you realize, "No, I'm playing the kazoo and just <laughs> kind of cheering myself on, like I'm a devoted fan." <laughs> so people judge too quickly, is the point. Indeed, indeed. I don't uh. know if that exactly fit in context. I just really wanted to make. That visual gag happened, and I had it in mind. It seemed like that was the best place to fit that in. No, I liked it. It totally worked. <laughs> um, so, of course, you're wondering, yes, but Jane, you guys went to ice cream, but what happened next? Yep. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> uh, uh, I did, in fact, uh, take out one of those uh, fine ladies on a date, such as it was in when I was 17. I have no idea what we did. I mean, the most I could, again, the outer edge of my imagination was a movie, but I don't think we went to a movie. Maybe we went and got pizza some other time. You rented uh, a DVD from 7 Eleven and watched it together. <laughs> a <was> movie. Like, <laughs> like, well, what do you think about prison? <laughs> <laughs> the prison industrial complex. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that movie gave the prison industrial complex a completely different spin. And I'll tell you what, it was a way more positive spin. Okay. Yeah. You, it I think made a good argument for keeping prisons private, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, good point. Good point. Uh, no, uh, and we, I remember we hooked up on her parents' couch. Um, and by hooked up, don't get me wrong, I was a nerd. Like, we kissed, and I thought that was like, oh my God, I can't wait to tell my friends. <laughs> yeah, early early hookups are always on the couches of the parents, and it's always a little bit uncomfortable. And why can't you always wonder why can't they have a couch in their own room? I mean, I was so awkward when I was younger, when I was in high school around girls. I remember one time we were out somewhere, and these very attractive girls said they were gonna come and meet us for like a ice cream or a coffee somewhere at the Beverly Connection. And they were gonna follow us in their car, and I was in the back seat of my friend's car. And they were like used to girls going and meeting them places, so they were all chill. And I just was so certain that they were not gonna follow us the whole way there. I kept looking back out the back window every five <laughs> seconds to make sure their car didn't disappear. And when we got there, they literally called me out and said, "Why were you looking out the window so much? Were you afraid that we weren't gonna come?" And I was like, "No, what wasn't that at all." <laughs> it was totally that. Did, did you have a different excuse or did you just say no? I just, no. yeah, I think I made something up. I don't remember what it was. I was like, no, no, I just, I, I like looking out the back window of cars like a dog. This is probably like the worst, worst thing you could have said. <laughs> oh, probably would have been better to just say, yeah, honestly, I was nervous you weren't going to oh, come. Yeah. I no, should have. I'm, I I'm just fascinated that. with back windshields. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Love back windshields very much. 
Yeah, it also reminds me of of the the first time I asked a girl out, which kind of traumatized me towards asking girls out for many many years. After that, there was a girl I was like in love with, basically this amazing five foot eleven Romanian girl named Iris, and she was like a model on the side during summers and stuff. And we became good friends, and I finally got the nerve during summer to ask her out, and I call her and I say, hey, I wanted to know if you wanted to. Go see a movie next week, and she goes, "Oh, that's so sweet, Ben." But I, um, I actually have my friend's birthday next week, and so I go, "Oh, no worries. How about the week after that?" And she goes, "Oh, the week after that, I'm supposed to be celebrating my grandma's birthday." And I'm like, "Oh, that's cool. How about the week after that?" And she's like, "Well, then I have summer school starting." <laughs> I literally went through like four or five ask outs before it got to summer school, which took her out of the picture for the next two and a half months, and. It was hard. It was hard. No, guys, like you girls don't understand. Like that's what all most guys go through. Okay. So like I remember when I asked that Stacy was the first girl I ever asked out because I thought if I watch Love Boat at Fantasy Island one more time with my parents on a Friday night, I'm gonna jump off the roof. Okay. <laughs> so I gotta do whatever I gotta do to ask a girl out. I'm like, Stacy, she's in she's in nerd classes. She's one of the cool kids, but I like the outer edge. Let's be honest, okay? And I'm not cool, but you know, I play football. I don't know, maybe, could be, right? Like I'm, and like, uh, and besides, which I got, I got to go. She, she's in honors class. I'm in an honors class. I got a shot. I'm, I'm gonna go for it, okay? And so I call Stacy, and she we had a good conversation. Then I ask her, and she's, oh, she's got something to do with her friend. I said, oh man, almost had it, okay? Then I call next week and. She got something again. It just says luck would have it. And I was like, oh, I don't know. By the time we got to her doing her, she couldn't make it out because she had to do her hair. Yes. And then I was like, oh, okay. And I didn't get it until we got to the hair. And I it was probably 16 at the time, right? And so that was actually one of Iris's excuses along the the four. She said, I'm doing my hair that weekend. I swear to God, she like she was dying it or something. I'm like, oh it's boy. a long process. Last <laughs> time I dyed my hair, it took five hours. So and my hair is blonde to start with. So it's uh if your hair's dark, it takes forever. Yeah. Yeah. Well my so guess it's a good excuse. They were lying, sure. but it's a good excuse. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Okay, so a couple of things. Uh first, Ray, you're about to do your hair. Ryan Gosling calls. You think maybe you do your hair another time? Um, if I don't know, Ryan Gosling doesn't do anything for me. So okay, so whoever does whatever it does. Who's for your you. favorite? Who's your favorite? Yeah, good um, my my partner would be my favorite. I am what a comeback. No, you fantasy can't hall pass people. All right, if SZA called me. I would not have to go do my hair. I would make exactly. time for her. There you go. <laughs> SZA? Yeah, she's a she's a musical artist. She's very good. She just put an album out and it was fantastic. I am so old. I don't know any of these folks. <laughs> so like, I was like, is that Lizzo or Sizzler? Some <laughs> the restaurant, if the restaurant chain Sizzler called me up, <laughs> I would make time for Sizzler. SZA, that sounds good. But speaking of different <laughs> perspectives, that's what's in my head. Mike, Sizzler <laughs> called. Sizzler called me. <laughs> wow. No, 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 honey. I'm gonna do the hair later. 
<laughs> I gotta go, Sizzler called. If Sizzler wanted to Sizzler, you would not do your hair. I get it, I understand. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm sorry, is that for a second? <laughs> okay, so, so anyways, guys, uh, I'm gonna help you out here. If she says she's busy because she's doing her hair, Ixnay, it's not working out. Move on, move on, okay? Um, but you know, these days, what I would what I would happen to a kid like me is I'd go online and somebody would tell me, oh my God, she did that? You're involuntarily celibate and it's her fault. And I'm like, <laughs> is it? Because I thought it was my fault for sure. <laughs> <laughs> And now they call it incels. Dude, we were all involuntarily celibate. All of us. Yeah. Okay. I don't know, Jake. It sounded like uh, you know, you you still landed the girl after she saw the porno in your car and you locked yourself out. It sounds like you had Riz. Oh, okay. We got Sis, we got Riz. <laughs> we got everything here. Okay, so yeah, maybe a little bit of Riz, but no, not much. I was, you know what, when you have Riz, when you're confident. And so, you know, even though I'm approximately 380 pounds larger now than I was back then in the Malibu shirt, I got tons more Riz because I just, I like myself and I've lived the world and uh, and I'm confident and I, and yeah, Ray, you're 100% right. Guys, don't be like Ben. Okay, when when a girl asks you Full wait, stop. <laughs> when a girl asks you, "Hey, did you look back 12? Why were you looking back 12 times?" You go, "I was worried you guys weren't going to show up." Just be <laughs> honest. They'll appreciate it. They'll think it's funny, right? Uh and and I'm of course I'm kidding about Ben. I was way worse than Ben. Not even close. Okay. I mean, I've made up for lost time now that I'm in my 40s. I and I'm single <laughs> again. I I have a level of riz that I didn't know that I had. It's the one thing keeping me going these days. Oh, <laughs> for sure. If I didn't have riz, I'd be screwed. Okay, or maybe I wouldn't be screwed. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I get to use mine, Jake. You don't get to use yours. <laughs> That's true. That's true. My riz is all locked up. It, <laughs> like like it's in a lesbian prison port. <laughs> <laughs> or in Keith Ablo's basement, which doesn't sound as good. No, don't let don't let your Riz get captured by Keith Ablo. If I were in your situation in the 7-Eleven, I would have gone in and been like, "Do you guys sell those sticks that can unlock cars?" I would have just like broken my whole car trying to get it open. <laughs> Did you just lock your keys in the car? No, 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 no. It's fine. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, so Courtney Youngs wrote this in, and I don't know what it means, and I'm a little afraid to read it, but I'm gonna read it, and then you guys tell me what it means. Uh, not Ben teasing us with puppy fur without showing us the whole pup. The dog, <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta pay the tax, you have to pay the pet tax. If an animal is near, you have to show it. Oh, I see. So I thought for sure it was some sort of dirty reference. <laughs> and I was the whole time, it's been up there for like half an hour. The whole time I'm like, should I read it? Should I not read it? What in the world does the whole pup mean? I haven't heard of the whole pup. Is that Just, a SZA? You've been I out of the game for a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's just given half pup for a while, so they needed the full pup. 
Um, all right. Uh, by the way, Edwin Silverblade, thank you for the uh, the contribution on Super Chat. You're awesome. Stoneflower Dragon says people waiting for the Raptor shouldn't be in charge of anything. Okay, fair. Uh, totally agree. Christopher Lee, I think, has been around for two years at premium. So, Christopher, you're awesome. Uh, High Anxiety Dragon Girl, uh, been around 21 months on Twitch. And the last one is Boomer Dragon Cat saying, Salutations, TYT and family. Ready to go to old school. Glad I made myself stay up. Fantastic trio. Just got my second win seeing you three. Oh, well. Oh. You know what? That's what we're naming our band, uh, The Second Wind. Oh, <laughs> I thought Fantastic Rapture would be good too. That is good, oh, actually. Actually, way better, way better. Second Wind could go in a couple I of directions. The people that, that's true. The people <laughs> that are waiting for the Rapture should be in charge of one thing, the food list at the Rapture. They can cater it, they can prep it. Let them be in charge of plans post. They don't get to do plans here on Earth. You got to get your tickets early for the rapture party. You don't want to miss out the on that. It's, it's, it's the, After uh, the party. The it's the party of your life. <laughs> but wait a minute, we're on to something here. You know, if you're in a conversation with someone who's like hardcore fundamentalist, you guys aren't getting along, it doesn't make sense, and you want to get out of it, be like, you know what, brother, let's just pick it up in the afterlife. <laughs> you just, yeah, I, I hear you. I'm just busy in this life, but in the afterlife, I have a lot of time. It's right. kind of like picking it up in the in the bonus episode. It's very similar. Exactly. See, big brain, big brain. So we got a whole nother bonus episode of entire old school. The three of us is apparently the fantastic rapture, as we're now known. And okay. a special surprise. Yeah, <laughs> and a special surprise. Plus, I'm going to tell you another embarrassing story about myself. Worth the price of admission alone. All right, uh, tyt.com slash join to become a member. Um, or hit the join button below the video on YouTube if you're doing that. And also don't forget shoptyt.com because it's got all these great TYT shirts. If you wanna pick fights in red states, you buy our shirt that says anti-anti-vax club. That's a, that's a doozy. People in the blue states love them. People in the red states, not as much. Depends on your mood, depends on your mood. Shoptyt.com, that's the way to go. Uh, and members, we'll see you guys in a minute. All right, back on old school. Cenk Huger, Ravana, and uh, believe it or not, Ben Glebe. Uh, he's doing something very important that he's going to tell you about in a second. Uh, <laughs> but there he is. Oh, why, hello there. Hello. Okay. I was off camera because I decided for the bonus episode, I'm going to get a little stoned. Why not? So okay. I was doing that off camera, I'm not showing it on camera for various legal reasons that I don't understand. Well, uh, I run the company and I don't understand it either, but that's okay. There are real reasons. Uh, and by the way, uh, they might or might not exist, but we're being safe. And I think that makes sense. As a guy running the company, I definitely vote for safe. Having <laughs> said that, to, since I knew Ben was going to do that, I decided to join him in the fun. We're not doing it on camera, but I did take an edible. Okay. He took an edible, folks. Okay, so that happened. Oh my God, I'm feeling crazy. Is this what they call reefer madness? <laughs> and Ravana decided to join the party by wearing purple headphones. I did, yeah, I am not high. And I actually don't smoke weed despite what all of you people comment under all my Rebel HQ videos. It's always, it's always little messages like, oh, Ray, you shouldn't smoke before you work. Which is crazy because I, I don't smoke at all. So 
Yeah, I guess I just have that vibe. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, quick question, because I genuinely don't know it. When I see someone vaping, what percentage of the time is it marijuana? Um, it depends on what the vape looks like. If it's like a long skinny one and it has like, you can see the container on the top. It has like yellow liquid in it, which a lot of them, that's how they're built. I used to smoke a lot, <laughs> but um, that's uh, like, that would be weed. But if it's like a colored tube that lights up on the bottom, typically that's that's nicotine, which I think would probably be more frequent. There's also a very, if it smells sweet, it's not weed. The vapes for the uh, the oil smell atrocious. <laughs> they do not smell good. True, I think it's a very good breakdown. I wouldn't have been able to even realize I knew that until you said it, but I think that does check out. Also, I feel like from now on, Jank, when you say the word genuinely, you should instead say genuinely. Good suggestion. First of all, Ben, you, I'm good not sure you know I was just about to say that. <laughs> It's a what? Good, Good suggestion. Oh, okay, now we're getting carried away. Um, <laughs> but I like it because uh, old school has a history of inventing words. Uh, we've invented, invented, uh, I think at least 10 words, but I don't, and there, some of them were so good, but I don't remember any of them because I'm high. No, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> I don't. I don't. not a list? I know this. I, Aaron probably has the list. I don't have the list. I don't know if Aaron can find the list. He should send me the list. Text me the list if you have it now, Aaron, and you're watching or listening. Um, the only one I could ever remember is, I mean, it's funny. I don't know that it was our best one, but a pip of food. <laughs> a pip of food? Is that a food based epiphany? Exactly. Exactly. Like when you're like, hey, why not pastrami on pizza? Ooh. That's an epiphafood. Think about it. Yeah. No, no, Ravon is not buying it. No. I uh, I'm a vegetarian, so. Oh yeah. So you have a narrower range of epiphafoods. Yeah. <laughs> I also yeah. would rather the word be epiphany because it sounds like epiphany, but it's about your your tummy and it kind of rhymes better. Oh, epiphany. Epiphany. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. I never no. would know on God's green earth what you mean by that. If you no, said it. No. You're right. No, and it's a it's, it's an uh, obvious rule that we cannot change the words we invented after they have been invented. Sorry. Sacrilege. Okay. I get yeah. that. It's okay. It's there's a so there's a whole tribunal. You got to go in front of it. It's a long process. I get that. Okay. Is sacrilege? Is that when you when when you ransack a, a religious village? Uh, that was on an old school. 1700 years ago, and <laughs> and that's how they came up with it. I don't. You've been. You're obviously long time, first time. I was a long time member. I remember I traded a couple great bead bracelets to get the membership, and I'm glad to still be here. God bless. They, thank God you didn't do too much sacrilegious activity. Never. Otherwise, you <laughs> you wouldn't have made it. Um, Facts. So, uh, anyways, so. Uh, what was the first one you invented, Ben? It's uh, a great question. Oh, genuinely. Genuinely. Okay, we'll take it. We'll, <laughs> well, all right. Yeah, it's a it's a little too self-referential. Okay, but yeah, but if you do it a little a bit good funny effort. every time, if it's like lighter moments and you and it'd be better if you had glasses on too. But you could say, and I'm asking that. Genuinely. I already <laughs> love it. <laughs> I already love it. Okay. Uh, 
now we're having fun. Uh, <laughs> the now fun has officially started. For 100%. I have my embarrassing story in a second, but Ray, you had a funny weed story? I do have a funny weed story. So I mentioned I used to smoke a lot of weed. I used to, I, I sold drugs to pay for my college. So <laughs> that was, uh, I used to make edibles and sell them to Good frat for boys for a very high markup because they had no idea what to pay for it. <laughs> it was right before weed got legalized in Illinois. Thank God they didn't put me out of business. Um, <laughs> but then my business just became taking uh, underage people to the weed store. <laughs> but anyway, my crimes aside, yeah, I was I bought a, a brownie that was made from wax. And at this point, I was I was smoking a lot, I was smoking like two blunts a day with my friends. And I was he was like, it's really strong. And I was like, yeah, okay, sure, I got this. So I, he was like, probably just eat half. And I was like, sure, sure, I'll eat half. And then I ate the whole thing. And then I was meeting up with my friends at it's like a bowling arcade place in in our home neighborhood. And I get there and I have no idea where I am. I'm so high, I'm I'm nervous that I'm going to get kicked out because I and I have no self-awareness whatsoever while also being the most self-aware person in the room. And I go up to do the bowling and I'm staring at the balls as they're like coming through the thing. And I just turn around and I, I walk back like this. I'm like, I can't do it. There's <laughs> no, there's absolutely no way I can pick up a bowling ball right now. I'm just gonna go, can I swear now? Yes. All right, I'm just gonna go fuck oh, off to yes. the arcade and like, you know, meander around. And I sit down at one of those racing machines. And I'm sitting there and I'm playing the game. I must have been on the game for about an hour before I realize that I have entered no tokens and I'm just driving along to the loading screen. <laughs> Are you being genuine right now? I am being genuine right now. It was my friends found me afterwards and they were like, what the hell are you doing? And I was like, I'm winning. <laughs> winning. Hashtag winning. I mean, that, you, were that's what it started, right? you were saving economically, so it actually was winning really in every way. I wish that was the case, but my friend worked there. So she gave us all the free tokens we wanted. So I oh, could have played silly then. That's very. That makes no sense now. <laughs> so bowling is a thing that I've always been frustrated that I can't master. Yeah, same. Right, I'm like, why is this so hard? All we have to do is bowl it right down the fucking middle of the alley, which is yep. right there, go, yep. go, yep. right? And somehow I cannot go get it to go in the <laughs> middle or slightly off middle, right? You know you know where you're supposed to hit yeah. it, right? Does it always pull left? I know, it, it pulls all off. over the place. It's all over the place. My yeah. best friend Scott has a theory forever that he believes if he dedicated three weeks of his life nonstop to look, to getting better at bowling, he could be a professional bowler by the end of it. I think it's a <laughs> worthwhile documentary or or because I do believe it. it must be very masterable. I've had I barely ever bowl, and I had like game that was two thirteen once, you know. So no. things can that, happen. That's amazing. Two thirteen. Two thirteen is like impossible. So I know I don't know what you're doing. Like if the greatest game I ever had was like a 145 or 153 or something. And I was like, oh my God, I'm retiring. I'm the hardest champion of bowling of all of the entire planet. I had eight strikes in that game. That's crazy. I, I'm not sure I've had eight strikes in my life. <laughs> I, I uh, like my goal when bowling is to hit 100. And, and if I, and, and if I, and like, 
I probably at least half the time I don't. And I feel, you know what I feel when I don't hit 100? Shame, deep shame. Yeah. Because I'm like, <laughs> same. You know what I'm saying? There's something yes. about bowling that, that if you can't, it, that involves significant shame. Yeah. Right? yeah I, I have both a bowling story and a weed story that I think are apropos to share, but I'll start with just the bowling one for now. Um, I have moments where I'm a very good bowler, but my average is not good. I mean, I almost always I'm above 100, but I have, I rarely, you know, get 160, 170, 180, 190, you know, only twice above 200. But I was in my fraternity, we were very good at sports, we always won sports banner. And all the jocks, all the best athletes got to play all this, all the sports for our competition games. And I, at meeting one time, got up and made an impassioned speech because they wanted to put our two other best athletes on the bowling team too. Just two you could choose for IFC bowling. And I stood up and I said, listen, I'm good at bowling. I have moments where I'm great and I believe with the with the love and support of my fraternity brothers, I will bowl the game of my life, but it can't always go to just the best athletes. You gotta believe in in each other, believe in me, give me a chance to bowl on this team. I make this beautiful speech and they vote to let me be one of the two on the bowling team. And I got to show up for IFC bowling and we had one game to move on to the next round and I bowled one of the worst games I have ever bowled. <laughs> Huge letdown, we did not move on. Yeah, no. Uh, the- you're nuts. That's the craziest story I've heard. You know why? <laughs> That's like crazier than going to Keith Ablo for your therapy. Okay. <laughs> because you're set you because bowling is already stressful. It's already like littered with shame. And if you make this giant William Wallace speech and then you go bowl at 87, you're oh. so fucked. I was sweating You're my gonna- balls off. I felt like the biggest asshole. I was sitting there. I'm like, I'm so sorry, dude. I'm gonna turn it around next frame. Oh, I really <laughs> got like an 87. It was very, very bad. No, you can't. I would never do that. That's setting yourself up for disaster. But um, I'm normally a very pressure player. I'm very pressure player normally. But in weird moments, like here's a weird example. My buddies and I just for fun were playing one day in, in college during summer at the park near our house. Home run derby, and we had all those little wooden bats and tennis balls, and we were trying to hit it from basically the outfield of a of a baseball field toward over the fence by where the home plate is. So a pretty significant hit. You had to hit it far to get over the fence, and I have no home runs all day. My buddies, we were doing ten outs, and you have to go to the next person. In ten outs, they would get three home runs at best. Usually one home run, zero home runs, maybe two out of their 10 outs. And I can't hit a home run to save my life all day. I cannot hit a home run. But I love having fun, love hanging out with my friends. All of a sudden, one of them are up and the bat breaks. And there's now just a nub of a wooden, already tiny bat with sharp wood at the end. And they're like, well, game's over, we gotta go home. And I'm like, hell no, we don't gotta go home. They're like, what are you talking about? I said, okay, I'm telling you, we can still hit with this bat. They're like. Glebe, the bat's broken, we're going home. I'm like, all right, right now, let me bat, give me 10 outs. I guarantee you, I will hit at least five home runs. And they're like, that's insane, let's do it. They start pitching to me and I hit seven home runs <laughs> in a row. I was in a zone with a broken bat. So I do come through sometimes. That's awesome. <laughs> I believe it. And and look, anything, things that are competitive are really interesting. They're so psychological. You get in a zone, you're gonna kill it. If you're nervous, yes. 
you're gonna die out there. Yeah. And yeah. I, I mean, so I'm gonna ask you guys what you did in high school, but I played, uh, I did other sports too, but I mainly played football. And it's one of my great, great regrets that I was not uh, confident when I was playing. Same here. Be because if I was confident, I would have killed it. Oh. I was already a pretty good player. Uh, and like, no, I was a good player, man. That's what that's more painful. Like, if you watch my junior varsity games, I was a mauler. I was a middle linebacker and nobody got past me. And they were like, I, my defensive coach that used to coach the JV squad, he would tell the head coach, wait till Uger comes up. Okay, he's going to be amazing. And then I got fucking nervous in the games. Mm -hmm. I did, and oh, I regret that so much. But it that's was a, it was a life lesson though, and I, I've tried to learn from. It. But anyway, yeah. What do you, how about you, Ben? I mean, it's exactly the same for me. I, I played two years varsity because there was no real, real JV was for sophomores really. But and I had to, but I was very bad at it, and I regret it because I'm a good athlete. But I was just afraid of football, and I didn't <laughs> want to get hurt, and so I played scared, and so I never really played confidently. You know, I mean, I also funny? wasn't that fast either, but that didn't help. So I was just talking to my wife about this yesterday. Um, I had this crazy uh, recollection slash recognition uh, where, uh, so I got my ass kicked in Miami. The last fight I got it when I was 30 years old. That's what you get for fighting when you're 30 years old. You shouldn't fight ever, but especially when you're a grown ass man, that's incredibly dumb. So the guy punched me in the face about six times. Uh, he's a little bit faster than me. Uh, and uh, and my nose is on this side of my face, and my eyes are puffed up. I mean, I'm just the biggest mess you can imagine. But I'm not exaggerating when I say my nose is about here. Okay, um, and um, and the plastic surgeon had to stick two sticks up my nose, sit on my chest, and then go sick it and move it. Oh, the nose back into place. Okay. Um, that was a sophisticated oh. plastic surgery that I got in my South Beach. <laughs> uh, but it worked. It worked. Look, you can't even tell it's broken. It's unbelievable. It was Dr. Ablo. <laughs> <laughs> you're never going to believe this. I left my laptop there. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, what I remembered is I didn't really mind. I, I, I thought it was just an interesting experience. Like I wasn't sweating the pain. I wasn't. I was never scared during the fight, even though I was, you know, I was never in, like, I was in pain, but I didn't care. I didn't, it didn't bother me at all to have gotten mauled like that, right? So that's not my issue at all. I was nervous that I wasn't going to play well, right? And when you're nervous, you're not going to play well, you don't play well, right? 100%. You drop the ball. I also have gotten my ass beat in many fights. I have a very bad character flaw where I never back down from a fight if I think justice is on the line. And I also am afraid to punch somebody in the face because I don't want to hurt them. And so I just lose fights very badly. I just get punched in the head a bunch. I'm like, oh, this is the worst idea ever. And I'm <laughs> kind of ducking and hope somebody saves me, you know? I have the same exact story except I punch back. I don't punch great. <laughs> but I shouldn't announce that publicly. I mean, I sometimes do. No, but I am strong. So I, if I ever get out of a fight, it's just because I like will throw someone to the ground and get the hell out of there. <laughs> I mean, I don't get right. that either. I kind of keep them, and I'm like, you understand? And I pray that they don't call my bluff and actually try to punch me, because if they got back up, I'd be like, don't hit me, please. <laughs> Ray, it looked like you were gonna say something. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say I played basketball in high school, and the confidence is 
you know, very much an important factor in being able to perform well. Uh, I played pretty well, not to uh, not to brag. I was a pretty good player. I been a pretty confident person for a long time. But one thing that I was really good at in practice, I don't think I ever had an opportunity to do it in a game and I probably would have missed if I did, was half court shots. So at the end of practice, we would do, you know, you would shoot to end practice, right? So we would run if you missed and we would, you know, do a lap, whatever. If somebody missed, we'd all line up. And whenever the ball came to me, they'd be like, "Oh, thank God, practice is finally gonna fucking end." Because <laughs> just like in that moment, I was like, "I can't run another moment. I need to make <laughs> this shot. I want to go home. <laughs> I don't want to be at this school for one more second." <laughs> so it was like, like every practice, I'd be able to sink those half court shots because I wanted to get my ass out of there. <laughs> wow! Wow! All right, God bless. No, I, I know the exact deal. moment that I. Uh, my confidence in sports turned around. Um, I was was I 25 or 27 in that ballpark, okay? But I remember the game, uh, and um, I remember sitting down. Somebody got hurt because I fouled them. Sorry, uh, <laughs> I did. I fouled them bad, and I feel bad about it to this day. Um, and um, and so since they were had doctors looking at them. <laughs> <laughs> One of the guys was a doctor. One of the guys was a doctor. But later, that guy broke somebody else's ribs. Anyway, long story. So I remember sitting on a hill as they were looking at Paul, seeing if he was all right, and thinking, you know what? Yeah, I'm tired of losing. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to win instead. Okay. But mainly, I'm not going to give a shit if I lose. Right, I care too much. I want to win too bad, and I think it's hurting me. And so, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play with fucking abandon, okay, and let the chips fall where they may. And that made all the difference. And I, so I learned a lesson that day that one of the keys to winning is being okay with losing, because if you're worried too much about losing, you're not going to win. Ben, you're muted. You're pulling a JR. Oh, sorry, my dog was barking. I had to mute it. Um, but right, that's well. that's a that's a beautiful point. I mean, the key is just being smooth in the moment, right? It's like you can't control what you can't control. You can't control the outcome. So just like that's the way, you know. Like when I used to play ball with my pickup games, my friends or the old comic league I used to run, the comic pickup game rather. Um, you get the ball and it's game point, but you can't be freaking out, being like, "Oh my God, this is the most important shot in the game." You just gotta be like, "All right, pass me the ball." Woo! Stay <laughs> in the flow, and then that's your only shot to make it. Yeah. Um. So, can you tell the weed is kicked in? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh really? That's yeah, because he forgot to unmute himself. I mean, well. that's why it's been weird as hell this whole half hour. I love that that a few jank. I. I I don't seem unusually weird. Yes. Yeah. No. Not really. No. Okay. I think that this is the how you how weird you normally see. <laughs> okay. So uh, I remember. So by the way, same thing applies to to girls, right? So instead of going on a random like diatribe that the, the kids do these days, the right wing kids do these days about being involuntarily celibate, I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna do it again. I'm gonna ask somebody else out. And if they say no and they got to do their hair, then they got to do their hair. 
what am I going to do? I'll call half the goddamn school. I got to do something. <laughs> okay. And so the next girl I called, she was working at a Farrell's. I don't know if you guys ever had a Farrell's anywhere. Great ice cream. Yeah, there you go. Ice cream. Yeah. And it was at our mall. It was at the East Brunswick uh, Square Mall. Uh, which now looking back on it, it's really, I know. I was like, oh, it's a square. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was the best vanilla soft serve in history, and also has your edible hit, you jink. Um, <laughs> well, you guys tell me as we go. All right. Fair Anyways, enough. I called her as she was working, and uh, and she put the phone down and like kind of screamed to her her um, friends, presumably that she was working with. Oh my God, he asked me out, and I was Aww. like. And I was like, That's cool. wait, is she saying that about me? And I was like, yes, yes, <laughs> okay. That's so cool. it's okay, guys, losing's part of life. Let it go and then things will be better, okay? Yeah, I didn't ask a girl out again for a while after that, but luckily, well, actually that's not really true. Shortly after, like maybe six, that's six months I didn't, but then six months later I saw a girl sing a, a Billy Joel song beautifully in this like school auditorium presentation thing, and I'm like, I gotta ask her out. And you know, I did, and we dated for a minute. Her last name was literally Friendly, by the way, so that made it easier. Oh. <laughs> no, well, that's, well, I thought uh, you were like, I, and I took her to a Friendly's, and her name was <laughs> Farrell. But, but we did, my girls we did make out on her parents' couch, on her mom's couch. So that's what that <laughs> about earlier. Well. So my parents, my mom believes in decoration, okay? She's, <laughs> but she does not believe necessarily in things being practical. That's not as interesting to her, right? So uh, so she would make curtains that only covered about max one eighth of the window. Because she thought <laughs> that looks much prettier. That way you get to see what's going on. I'm like, that's true, mom, it's true, but at the same time, the sun also comes in, thereby vitiating the point of the curtain, right? <laughs> and wakes me up every morning. But I only said it once meekly, and because I didn't think you were allowed to say no to your parents. I didn't think you were allowed to say. I mean, I was so innocent in so many ways that, like, that you could insist, "No, mom, I really need curtains." That didn't even occur to me to say that, right? But as it turned out, that same girl that was working at Farrell's, Lizette. One day I brought her over. I didn't know we had company. We have Turkish company, and they're all like very proper, and they're sitting in our proper living room that we'd never use unless there's company, you know. And uh, and I walk by everybody uh, with my girlfriend, and that isn't Turkish, and they're like, oh. like the <laughs> collective. And I don't say hi to everybody because I have a I got the girlfriend. I'm trying to bring her upstairs, right? I didn't know. After Turkish community was going to be in our house, <laughs> and I have to walk by them, right? And so I'm like, "You're damned if you do, damned if you don't." What am I going to do? Introduce my girlfriend to everybody, like right. that I barely have, right? So I just scurry upstairs, and then of course when we're upstairs, we start making out. But the driveway is underneath my window, oh. and there's no curtains. Oh, okay. So my parents were mortified, like. Half the Turkish community saw me making out with my girlfriend, <laughs> my non-Turkish girlfriend. And wow. I was like, curtains? <laughs> <laughs> like, and did you get curtains after that? 
<laughs> no, she just didn't think they were good looking enough. <laughs> Pretty wow. Enough. <laughs> you had the worst placed bedroom in the house. <laughs> I did, I did, it was a bit of a disaster. Um, okay, so I have a thousand more things, including my weed stories, my uh, early weed stories. Um, I, I, it's, my weed stories are a trilogy, so we're gonna do weed one in a second. But a couple of people wrote in, Boomer Dragon Cat said, Ben, you look like a young Jeff Goldblum with the glasses. Uh, thanks, 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 little imperfections, yes, yes. <laughs> that's good, that's good. <laughs> uh, Post-traumatic sound disorder with a bunch of words we came up with. But that's the terrible thing, you gotta remind me too, what were they supposed to mean? Because I these are good, I know they're good. I'm so mad at myself, I forgot them. One is canapathy. That already sounds good. That already sounds. It official. sounds to me like like you think you could experience apathy, but you're too driven. I'm not positive. Okay, remind me. <laughs> uh, we got Epifa food. We know that Brolit, and Brolit had a great definition too. Oh, I think that one was like super drunk. I'm, I'm yes. not lit, dude. I'm Brolit. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. funny. And uh, Mubble, I don't remember Mubble. That also <laughs> sounds pretty good. So let's look into what Mubble was, okay? Was it can apathy or con apathy? Was it like apathy that you experienced towards conservatives? No, it's A, so it's can apathy. Hmm. Yeah, um, so yeah, those are good, man. All right, When as soon as I remember what they were, they're gonna be even better. Okay, One we're day I'll also, Tease to a future uh, old school. One day I'll tell you all the story about playing basketball with Magic Johnson. Go ahead, Jink. Oh, fine. Did you win? <laughs> oh, to be continued. Oh, to be continued, right. Uh, Weird Al Dragonovich said, I got high with you guys, and I just got that big Rick energy. Is it play on the <laughs> Rick nickname? I can't stop giggling now. BRE gets you every time. <laughs> that BRE. <laughs> um, all right, so look at all these lovely members. Brad Vertigan, Clapstick 77, you guys are great. Okay, so uh, when I first time I got high, uh, you know the smoke detectors and they have this little, probably don't notice it. Sometimes I think the light might be red. Yeah. See, that's how little I notice it, but it was green that night. And so presumably it's green sometimes. You know what I'm talking about? You got the smoke detectors yeah. and a tiny, tiny little light, yeah. right? I can see mine right now, it's blue. <laughs> Oh, see, there you go. Okay. Oh, look at that. I have one in here. Oh, Mine's okay. Out completely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mine was beeping during a show. So I think I sledgehammered it off the ceiling. But if any <laughs> cops are listening, I didn't. I didn't. It's right there. Okay. Anyway, like cops are going to raid your house because you don't have so smoke detectors. <laughs> but like good immigrant boys do think that. Like, I think, like, sure, that makes sense. Yeah. I also think that the edibles definitely hit you because you just were like this. You were just going like, you know, the light that's in the middle of a smoke detector. It's normally red, but sometimes in life, sometimes it's blue. <laughs> I think you're stoned. <laughs> <laughs> but that might be the real me too. Anyways, it, so it was green, minutia. and and I had taken. Okay, this is also funny. So I uh, had smoked marijuana three times, like a joint, three times in my life. Never gotten high. Cause I'm a spaz, you know, <laughs> so I probably couldn't draw it into my lungs. I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it, right? 
And so edibles, they told me, oh, you know, don't take too much. And it was a giant cookie and it was Christmas and Haas had brought it over. So Hassan taught like taught me edibles, okay? Hassan, so, Piper, if you don't know, I believe is your cousin, right? Nephew. Nephew. And so Haas is like, bro, bro, okay, don't eat too much, okay? <laughs> it's gonna kick in later. All right, I'm like, I got it, I got it. And I did the classic thing, everybody does it. You know, everybody knows that I ate like half the cookie, right? And it was a big, big cookie. And I'd never never done it before. Later that night, that little green light turned into Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then there was like 30 Oscar the Grouches on the ceiling. And they were like, they weren't dancing, they were, but they were moving in patterns. Okay. So Another friend of mine said, also same thing. First time he's doing edibles, he took too many because he kept saying, "Oh no, it's and it's not going to work on me. It's not working. It's not this bullshit. I always knew it was bullshit. Oh, Jigsaw's always so great." And then he's like, "Is the mirror intimidating anyone else?" <laughs> <laughs> so those are classic stories. But but the first. But one time I got so high in Vegas. <laughs> Excuse me. And I that was uh, how you get into dramatic stories now. One time I got high in Vegas. Ha-choo. I thought he was making a sign about what type of high he was in Vegas, you know. <laughs> I got so high in Vegas. <laughs> I was real high in Vegas. Meth. <laughs> and I I was bro lit that night. <laughs> and so I remember you're part of you were part of the you were part of the proletariat. <laughs> there you go. I was the proletarian. Um, so I remember looking at uh, one of the slot machines that had a dragon. Okay, and I oh started no. staring. I started staring down the dragon, <laughs> and I'm like, "I got you, motherfucker!" <laughs> <laughs> and then the whole time I'm like, "Do they know? Do they know? They don't know. Do they? Do they know? They know. They know." I'm thinking about everyone at the casino on whether they know that I'm high. Okay, <laughs> we pre-dragon. I didn't like with the, by the time I got the dragon, I knew everybody knew, even <laughs> though probably it was like two people that walked by and no one else cared. Right? You brought new but, meaning to the term having to fight that that dragon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what does that mean normally? I think it's it's like a heroin term about like trying to re 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 reach that insane high, like facing down a drag fire breathing dragon kind of vibe and yeah, not be able to recreate it. I think because. My drug knowledge just goes up to edibles because I don't do anything higher than that. So when you get into leaving your laptop at Keith Ablo's office, I, I don't know. I don't know what happens on crack, right? <laughs> I've, I've never actually fought a dragon. Anyways, I but that's not the interesting part of the story. I go upstairs and I realize that fear is inside my room. And I fear. come up with a, yeah, fear. And I realize, oh, I got a plan. And you know what I do? I trick fear to getting inside the closet and then I closed the closet and I trapped him. That was clever. How'd you what was your speech to get fear in there? I don't remember. <laughs> but I bet the thought you did have in the hallway when you realized fear was in your room, you probably got so freaked out because you were like, they said the only thing to fear is fear itself. <laughs> fear is calling from inside the house. <laughs> and so but I trapped fear in a closet and I don't think it's ever gotten out. Nice. So, <laughs> yeah. 
And then and then another time, and I'm beginning to realize these things actually did happen. <laughs> <laughs> and Satan was at the Grammys. Uh, oh no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Fear so, got out of the closet. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, and then another time, I released Bliss into the world. Hmm. Okay, and it was perfect. It was, nice it was lavender. It was lavender. It was like, yeah. Well, I, that's what I thought. That's what I thought it was about. It was the color of um, uh, Ray's headphones. Okay, but it was like, <laughs> but it was fine particles. And I remember <laughs> going like, and I remember going like this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jake, you've got such range in your high experiences. One time I almost beat the shit out of a dragon. The next day I blew particles of bliss into the world. I was gonna say <laughs> release bliss into the world seems like a sex thing. <laughs> if someone just said that to me, no context, I'd be like, I don't think that was bliss. <laughs> yeah, no, look, look. I I hadn't watched the prison porn. <laughs> so mm -hmm. It wasn't that. It wasn't that. <laughs> private prisons part 45. Prison privates. <laughs> Can you get canceled for something you did at 16 for watching <laughs> soft core porn from a 7-Eleven when you were Listen, 16? <laughs> I grew up as a young boy when when uh, the soft core porn would play late night on like Cinemax and we didn't even pay for Cinemax, but we but but I discovered one day as a young boy that there was the channel was still there. It was just scrambled. And so they couldn't scramble the audio so you could hear it. And then you would just see snow. But occasionally, like a boob would like pop through the snow. And you could literally see shapes. And it was like the greatest thing on earth. Like I learned appreciation for the female form through like a staticky, like angel boob that popped through <laughs> the electricity in my parents' TV. TV they loaned me for my bedroom. It was wild. She released bliss into your world. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Exactly. 100. Okay. So, but Ray, now you're getting a sense into the uh, into the unfortunate minds of men. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because Ben's story is perfect. That's exactly what I did as well. And, <laughs> and I remember looking at that thing for like easy half hour. Oh yeah, please. Oh, yeah. Okay, and then what? And I'd always like, was that it? Was that it? I'm like, <laughs> if you have to ask yourself whether you're aroused, you're probably not. Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> and so I used to look at the scrambled thing to try to catch the one boob. And and by the way, the reason we did that is because I, I didn't hear from the other kids. We did it because it sometimes did work, but but like you had to spend. A, like on average, a good 85 minutes to catch one staticky boob. Well, <laughs> well, there was that, and I think that's probably why TMI, like auditory things, turned me on more even in my adult life than sometimes visual things, because that's what I first learned sexuality was people saying stuff. <laughs> um, so there's that. I also just wrote down a note to myself: be porn scrambled to do to develop that as a stand-up bit. I think that would be great. Yeah. But do you remember when the Holy Grail would would pop? You would be trained to only appreciate that, and then heaven would descend from the skies. You'd turn back that same channel late at night with your parents not knowing, and it would say, Welcome to the Cinemax free preview weekend. <laughs> and you'd have a whole weekend of the actual shows. 
Oh, Ben, I never got that, man. If I had gotten that, uh, there's, I mean, the amount of excuses and lies I would have done. That's why I still believe in God a little bit. That's the only reason I still believe in God a little yeah. bit. Because he answered yeah. my prayers. Yeah. So, Ray, <laughs> like, you have no idea how much time you've saved in life in your life by not being a guy. You know, okay. interestingly enough, I apparently had time to write uh, because I wasn't watching uh, the blurry boobs. I had time to write uh, an original screenplay that I recently found. And while I was sorting through my wow. old emails, I wrote it when I was, I don't know, I must have been 12 or 13. And it's one of the worst things I've ever written, but. <laughs> I didn't waste that time. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you no. read us a page of it. I want to hear a page of it. I post. It was essentially it's the last day of school. I don't know what I'm going to do with my summer. But then there was one line that was so fucked up. It it just caught me so off guard that I like choked for a second. It was the whole thing was very PG. It was very Disney Channel. Um, and then yeah. there was a scene where the character that was obviously supposed to be me was talking to her friend. Um, on like I think Skype on on his iPod Touch or whatever, and he says I'm at a truck stop with my family, and I reply, "Don't get raped by a trucker." <laughs> like, oh my god! What possessed me to write that? I mean, truckers really have bad PR because we think such negative things about them sometimes. Apparently, from a very young age, very early, we're like truckers. They're gonna they're, avoid them at all costs. <laughs> well, look, you know, I'm like I bust the chops of people in Florida because they pretend to be all moral and stuff, and and then I was talking about how driving up from Tampa to Georgia uh, on the highway there was like uh, massage parlors and adult superstores approximately every three quarters of a mile, right? Lions and, Den, <laughs> that's what yeah. they're all called. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and then uh, but you know that a lot of it is for truckers. Right, and so there is a little bit of truth to the trucker thing because <laughs> apparently they love themselves some adult superstores, <laughs> and, and they're very much into the deep tissue massage. Okay, <laughs> so now we, I mean, we learn that. You try and drive cross country in three days on fake meth from convenience stores that they sell in little liquid. <laughs> Five hour energy knockoff bottles, but we know what's in there. It's a lonely, tough life. The only time you get to express yourself is when people drive by and beg you to honk their horn at them, and you get a little release, a little. That's the only moment you get. So. And they release a little bliss into the world. <laughs> exactly right. There stuff. you go. <laughs> so, was it you? Um, I think we're out of time. And uh, so rehearsal, so, are we going live now? Let me know when we're live. <laughs> <laughs> Soko Films wrote in muggles was an old school term for weed slash pot smokers. Wait, isn't muggles from Harry Potter? Yeah. So I don't know. I'm going to have to get myself an old school dictionary. And we didn't get to uh, bullshitters, but that's okay. Uh, we didn't get to. Um, uh, uh, my embarrassing story, but it's old school. We didn't get school. to my story about about. Uh, I did. I said I just said I had a weed story, but another a preview for a future episode. I one time went and played poker in character, very high at a casino, and ended up in the hospital. 
Ooh. Oh, that's a fun story. We're gonna have to save that for next time. I remember one Vietnamese guy yelling at me at poker. You lied to me. You lied. <laughs> that's, like, how that's, the works, that's how poker works. That's how poker works. Okay, everybody check out Ray and Ben Glebe on Rebel Headquarters. Have an awesome night. We'll see you next time.